What's up, Royal Tribe? Welcome back to the Queen X Podcast, the podcast where we discuss ways to live a life with an ash-free mindset. I am your beautiful, abundant, always productive, always positive, um, and fine as fuck host, Autumn Black, here on the Queen X Podcast. Snowed in. I'm actually sitting in the semi-truck just chilling, minding my black business, hanging out with Mr. Black and bringing you guys another episode. So this is an interview that I did with a sister that I met on Clubhouse named Star. And Star has a company called She Building Her, where she teaches women all about holding down your finances. It's financial education and financial financial literacy for women. And she only works with women, specifically deals with women. And she got all the education, all the juice, all the know-how on money language, credit scores, um, budgeting, just literally ways that you can communicate money and finances with your significant other without there being any type of fights or arguments and you just have understandings. So Star is incredibly intelligent and she reminded me of one of the seven feminine archetypes that I've been looking into and researching. And now that's what, that's what really interests me is these, uh, is the seven archetypes <laughs> and does, why did it interest you well you know because anytime you're able to get a more in-depth look at something you're able to gain newer perspective so whenever i whenever i be hearing you talk about this i'll be listening i was like oh okay all right i need to, yeah these are things i need to learn you do you do in fact if i'm gonna to be learn. around feminine energy i need to know what it's built of right you do and also because you know feminine energy is in all of us so you have your own aspect of divine femininity even within you oh okay so you got to know about you so that you can understand me and everybody else around you a little bit better okay so let's learn (laughs) okay so how what i was saying star reminds me of the the sage divine feminine archetype the sage is incredibly smart she's very logical she makes all of her life's decision based off of what makes sense make it make sense you know what i'm saying right so when it comes to career choices love prospects what she's gonna eat for dinner like there's rhyme and reason behind everything that the sage does she thinks about things on a much deeper level and on top of that she learns from her mistakes that's one of the things that sets the the sage apart from everyone else in her life because when she makes a a a mistake she actually takes the time to reflect on it, learn and educate herself about her mistake so that she doesn't do that again. And she makes her next chess move based off of what she learned from that. Right. So are these things that are just inherent in some people and not others? Or are these things that all possess and can harness and, you know? I think it's fair to say that everyone has access to it but it's definitely going to be something that comes more natural to some than others you know anything that you practice for i think it's more than 21 days like once you practice it for 21 days it becomes a habit or maybe it's 90 days something like that there's a 2190 rule where you how you create habits so you can make anything into a habit for you but for some people it is just going to be a lot more natural Mm. some of the characteristics i guess that you could say how you would recognize someone who is um existing and living in their sage divine feminine energy is 
maybe that they, you see them or perceive them to be um, bossy or like they're a know-it-all. They're not your typical damsel in distress or Disney type of character. Um, her ability to embody the matriarch of her environment makes her like a queen bee type of person that you want to follow. Okay. She's usually a person who's full of wisdom, always teaching and educating. That's kind of her role in life is to be the teacher, the educator, the matriarch, like I said. Um, but sometimes that can, on a negative side, that can kind of cause her to be a little people would view I guess as cold hearted or distant like they're not the warmest people but it's just because they're always thinking you know gotcha okay so one of the biggest factors of divine feminine energy is being able to influence so there's multiple different ways that feminine energy can influence you can influence people through persuasion and seduction or you can influence people through education so the sage is an educator by nature so the more knowledge that she has the more wisdom she possesses the more education that she gives the easier it is for her to create you know a following behind her or be able to lead her masculine right as in you know her partner and what's the what's the name of her business stars business (laughs) the name of stars business is she building her Sounds like a sage to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a sage if I ever heard of one. Yeah, so the interview that I did with Star, that's definitely the energy that I got from her just because the sister was so knowledgeable about everything right. that she was talking about um, and the importance that she felt that it, that, what am I trying to say? The level of importance that she felt that she had to put it on her shoulders to teach other women like this is so important for women to know that i'm putting this on my shoulders to be the one to give that information and that education yeah 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 that's a big deal it is so it's a a big deal because if you steer people the wrong way that's on you (laughs) right people are putting their trust in you you got to know what you're talking about yeah yeah and star is definitely here to help and guide as many people, as many women um, that are interested and want to, to level up your financial education, your financial literacy. So I hope that everyone enjoys this, uh, this interview. Me and Star had a good time cackling about our reschedule and, you know, how tough it was for us to actually get on the phone together. But we finally got it popping and we're able to bring this interview to you guys. But before you take a listen and enjoy the interview, we got some bills that we got to pay. So... Let's tap in with our sponsor first. Peace. Um, So first of all, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to spend time with Queen X and the Royal Tribe. We really appreciate you coming on and gracing us with all of your knowledge and the the beautiful gems that I'm sure that you're about to drop on us. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for taking the time out of your day. So for those that are listening that don't know who Star is and what she building her is, do you want to kind of break it down and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. Um, so hello, my name is Star Malonesong. 
I am the founder of She Building Her. She Building Her is a financial consulting agency. And so I'm a financial strategist for women exclusively. And what we do is we help women create um, strategic plans to reach their short and long-term financial goals. Um, And then we focus primarily on budgeting, saving, um, debt repayment, planning for retirement and uh, long-term stock market investing. So those are like the five areas that we, um, that we cover typically. And then of course, with any of these things, right, the mindset part of money and your relationship with money and things like that um, always comes up. Like that's always the first step. So that is what, um, that is, that's what, what I do currently. So I'm curious to know what made you decide that you wanted to focus on women and finances specifically? That's a great question. So I, okay, so my background is in biotech. So I went to school, my degree is in microbiology. Uh, My official title is a biopharmaceutical microbiologist. And that's what I was doing in corporate America for like a really long time. So I'm, I'm, in, the, uh, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I'm in Northern California. And so I was out in San Francisco doing that for a really long time. And um, throughout my um, experience in corporate, oftentimes, I would say most of the time, um, I was the only black person and usually especially the only black woman um you know in in my department and in most of the departments surrounding me um and it was really weird because i made really good money and my coworkers right uh they talked about investing and money and all this stuff all the time right so it's mainly like men like maybe white and asian men um but everybody they all talked about it all the time and i was very insecure like i was definitely um like i would say i probably understood maybe 20 percent of what they said and of course i would ask questions they would give me the answers because they were my friends but it made me feel like i wasn't worthy of being in that space it made me feel really small like i was always trying to um, avoid being like in the conference room eating lunch with everybody because i just didn't want anyone to ask me a question and be the statistic that everybody probably thought I was and so I had to kind of like look in the mirror and just you know point a finger at myself and be like okay well right now you are the statistic regardless if they had an advantage of learning about it growing up or their parents taught them whatever you are the statistic right so you need to put your girl big girl panties on and like fix it and so I just kind of went on this whole little journey of um like learning you know about money and you know, how money worked and all these things. And then I kind of went and got like some more formal education about wealth and asset management and stuff like um, there. And I did it for my sister and my mom and my friends. And therefore it just became this thing where people was like, not only like, wow, you are making it easy, but I was like breaking down the information very easily. And it just, it just like, she building her just kind of, it just blossomed into something. It, it was just, it was really weird. It just happened, right? And then eventually I ended up leaving corporate for a bunch of reasons, but now I'm just full-time um, in my business. 
So it definitely sounds like this was like your calling was literally something that stumbled upon you. Like you were just kind of naturally in this flow. And then, like you said, it just kind of turned into a business. Like this Absolutely. is you. Yeah, it found you. Um, and it's really important because I only right here on the Queen X platform, we talk a lot about balancing our feminine and masculine energies. Um, and about, you know, kind of being holistic, but handling money and dealing with finances <laughs> is something that has strongly been regarded as something that men deal with, you know? That's oh, yeah. They put a lot of emphasis on um, women to know how to manage your money, know how to budget your money, know how to invest, know how to save. So for you to take it upon your shoulders to say, hey, this is very, very important information that women need to know um, and not just trust it and leave it up to the men in our lives is absolutely phenomenal. It makes you a superstar <laughs> in my eyes. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And the funny thing, is, well, not funny, um, is you know how they give you, I think they're called like aptitude tests in corporate America to see mm -hmm. like where your interest lies. It would always come back to money, budgeting, teaching, but I'm a full-fledged scientist at this time, like a degree in it, like full-fledged. I'm like, <laughs> something's obviously wrong with these tests <laughs> because <laughs> this is not, you know, adding up. And I tell people all the time, like, it's not just, you know, historically, um, it's specifically investing, like stock market investing and just money in general. Like it's not just a, a, a man's game, right? It's a white man's game specifically. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. And so um, what I came to figure out on my journey is that, you know, the lingo that they place around investing in money and things like that um, is by design. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, this this saying, like, if you ever want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. Have yes. you ever heard that? Yeah. So it's very similar, right? So I truly feel like investing in learning and understanding how money works, that's like the barrier of entry between the haves and the have-nots. So if you've ever looked at anything regarding money and, and investing, it was like, this is just too much. It's not, it's not like, it is on purpose. It is too much and it's too much on purpose because once you really dig deep and understand what the words are saying, um, it's not that hard, but they've they've put it out there as though it's so difficult to understand. It's so hard um, because why wouldn't they, right? Why wouldn't they want to keep everything that they've been, you know, uh, privileged to have for all this time? Why would they want to share with with us? So yeah. absolutely. Um, so it, I love the fact that you that you brought up the language that they're using because I on your Instagram page I have watched you multiple times discuss money language. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about what is money language? So when I talk about money language, so there's two two parts to it, right? So in general, just the lingo and language around money um, is a lot more simple than you know, we, most people think, but when I speak about money language, it's more like an internal kind of thing, almost like a love language, right? Like what is your relationship with money and how, you know, how does that relationship play out in your everyday life? Right? So for instance, um, 
in the beginning when I, anytime I'm working with a client like the first I swear like two sessions are basically therapy sessions because it's just so much trauma that people have ex uh, experienced as it pertains to money and, and financial security that as they just you know need to get it off their chest kind of thing and so you have people who um you know like so for instance me and my husband my husband is a very like buy material buy material kind of things right like that's that's the type of person he is i'm a very the opposite type of person right i just want to invest my money this and that and the third but when it comes down to it it's because both of our first introduction to money, like understanding that money was more than just a piece of paper or a monop you know, a monopoly kind of thing. When we when we were both first introduced to money, it left completely different impressions on our brains as children. So my dad always worked two or three jobs. He had a great job. He's worked in a hospital my whole life, but he's always kept two or three jobs just because like that you know that's just who he was and so for me as I got older I was always like I'm never spending my money because I don't want to be in a situation where I cannot spend time with my husband or my kids because I'm always at work like my dad was always at work and we always wanted to spend time with him so I'm very like my relationship with money now you know it's better down but especially in my early 20s I was super tight like super tight because the impression that that was left on me was if you um if you spend your money you're gonna have to sacrifice your time with your family right my husband his introduction to money was more so like his dad um given his mom stuff and then his mom would always be like super happy and cook them the best food after and he just saw that all the time and so he was like oh this is how you make a happy home right <laughs> like you you bring things into the home which resulted in him working all the time so you can understand when we got <laughs> into this relationship i'm like hold on you will actively spend your money because your relationship with money is totally different with mine than mine you'll actively spend your money i'm actively holding on to my money but now we're clashing because i want you home but you're working because you want money and i just prefer to have nothing because i just want to be home and spend time <laughs> with you you know what i mean yeah. and it was just it was a it was a mess but people don't realize how many traumas that they deal with early in you know early in life and how it reflects um in their relationship with money you know like just period like some people don't want to use a budget because they've had um anytime they've told someone that they had extra money right quote unquote extra money like they've always been forced to share it with a sibling or their mom asked for some right so they don't even want to do a budget because they're scared to put their the amount that they have on paper because they just don't want anybody to see it because they don't want to have to give it up right some people cannot get a large lump sum of money um and just let it sit they experience so much anxiety with a lot of money sitting in their bank account when they first find out they're going to get money they already have their notebook out writing down all the things and all the ways they're going to spend it what debt they're going to pay off what they're going to you know invest in how they're going to be responsible with it but they have to like basically spend it all even if it's on responsible things to ease their anxiety right like it is so many just it's just a lot that goes into people's relationships with money and then it turns into a money language hey yes 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 i can see all of that i can definitely see how that could work out and manifest into um, causing a problem 
in relationships whenever you both are coming from two different mindsets um, when it comes to dealing with money. Have there been any common denominators that you've noticed that women tend to struggle with with their finances? Confidence has to be the number one. I don't know why everyone, oh my goodness. Everyone thinks it's a right and wrong way of doing things with money. Like, I feel like money and investing and things like that, even budgeting, right? Budgeting is literally you just writing down what you're making and what you're spending to hold yourself accountable to it. People literally think they're gonna do their budget wrong. And because they think they're gonna do it wrong, they never do it. It's like confidence is the number one common denominator amongst every single woman I've ever worked with because I think it's a right and a wrong and there's no gray area. Wow, I was that was literally the very last thing that I was ever expecting for you to say is confidence, <laughs> confidence being so key in dealing with your money. Absolutely, 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 100%. So earlier in the conversation, you brought up your husband. We were talking about um, dealing with money and different backgrounds um, with your finances. So what are some ways that partners can help to kind of alleviate their budgeting power struggle or, you know, just the idea that one person needs to be in control or one person doesn't have a say so? Um, how can we kind of bring couples to, to a common ground when we're talking about budgeting and finances? That's a great question because it took, it was like, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it took a really long time for me and my husband to get on one page. I mean, <laughs> on the same page, like a like years. Um, and so what I found is that A, transparency, right? So one thing is, even though couples, it doesn't matter if like the man or the woman or one or the other partner, regardless of, you know, who they are, it doesn't matter if one or the other partner is the one that's like, it's always usually one that's more responsible and a little bit less responsible when it comes to money. I don't know why it just is, but, um, or maybe not even responsible, but more like, uh, engaged, right? Like more enthusiastic about the money process. But, um, that transparency part and not allowing those conversations to go left. Like when, like for instance, you guys agree on a budget and then one person blows it and then they either try to hide it. Cause like I, we had instances, like my husband, he would do stuff like go and spend money he wasn't supposed to and then like leave the bags in the trunk of the car and then come back in the house. <laughs> and then like, it would just like, these things would just start popping up. And I'm like, where did this come from? He's like, oh, I bought that a long time ago. I'm like, no, you didn't, but I'm not gonna flip out on you because I know that that is why you're hiding it now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, I think just like being transparent and then really, 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 I know it's hard, but really holding your tongue, right? Like really controlling your emotions in those conversations. But the other thing is like, coming together and creating a zero-based budget. So I'm a fan of a zero-based budget. Um, creating a budget together, especially if you share money, but within that within that uh, budget, allotting funds, I call them fun funds, right? Allotting funds to each of you that go to separate accounts that you could spend on whatever the heck you want and you do not have to consult with the other person. Like that is the, best and biggest thing that we changed because we were we have joint accounts right and so we were trying to spend out the, the joint account and it was just really it was just a mess so 
we separated it out. We have one account for bills. We have one account for like, you know, regular checking, but then we have a fun fund. So we don't have to do anything responsible with it. We don't have to do, we don't have to tell the other person what we're doing with it. We, my, my portion goes to my separate account and his portion goes to his separate account. And we just spend, like you don't have nobody hanging over your head. Like, oh, what are you spending money on? Or was that really worth it? Or do you think we can really afford that? You know, like those kind of conversations is what really makes it tense. So I found that separating some money out that you can just be free with really, really, really helps in relationships. I absolutely love that idea because there are so many people who deal with shame all the time. And like you're saying, they will literally buy things, purchase things, and then hide it. There are people that do that as if it's an addiction and it makes you feel guilty. First, I'm guilty because I'm buying it. Now I'm guilty for hiding it and hiding it, lying. Yeah, yeah there's a lot going on here. So having just that money where, like you said, you can do literally whatever you want with it and nobody's gonna say anything to you basically and try to guilt you or make you feel any type of way because I spent this out of my fun funds. So (laughs) do whatever I want with it. Absolutely. I I tell my husband, like he is the kind of person who likes uh, to buy food. He like, he cooks, he likes to cook. So he'll spend his fun fun on like, really expensive fruit at like a organic fruit stand i'm like yeah mine is stacking in my account because soon as beyonce goes on a concert does another tour i'm getting really really close-up seats like we are we are worlds apart with our fun funds but it's okay right because that's for him and this is for me yes he has his idea of fun and you have yours and you both get to explore that you know that i gotta let this this fun fun stack up in order for me to get my fun popping off i hear you because as soon as outside open back up girl i'm at all the questions (laughs) Where, where can I see you at? Where, when Rihanna drop an album, please. Girl, girl, you, <laughs> you, you and me both, we, we will both be there, okay? okay I will see I will you see there. You. <laughs> and we gonna see each other in the front row, okay? For real, like I'm not sparing any expense. I've been collecting this fun fun for, I don't, we've been stuck in the house for over a year now. Like this fun fun is going, I'm gonna have some real fun with it. <laughs> and he gonna have his, his otherworldly fruit and he'll be happy and satisfied. Girl, I, and I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I do be giving him the side eye though. Like, really? That's what you, like, I, you know, I'm not gonna really say anything about it, but I would never spend my money on that, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> and that's why he got his fund account and you have yours. And absolutely, I love the way that that works. So have you experienced or have you learned anything about yourself? Let's say in the last three years, what while you've been on this journey of discovering new things about money and education and finances in your own relationship and personally and also educating other people on how to do this have you learned anything about yourself girl i've learned more than i wanted to know no i'm just kidding (laughs) Um, (laughs) um yeah like you know i i actually you know one thing that i learned i learned that i have more insecurities than i knew about like I don't know what it like I how can I say this I was blessed to like okay so I left California I went to an HBCU by the way in Louisiana my HBCU built me up like it really really built me up in terms of 
you know, connecting with myself and understand, you know, just appreciating myself, I guess you could say. Came back to California, somewhat of a culture shock, but I landed a really, really good job right out of college. Like it was just a whole thing. So I thought I was pretty confident in like my skills, my abilities, things like that. Um, but pivoting from corporate to entrepreneurship, I realized that I have, I had so many insecurities that I guess I just wasn't in the setting for them to show up until I was in a, a business owner. Um, and, you know, I just, I just learned like to, to just put one foot in front of the other kind of thing. Like I just had to recognize all these insecurities that came up, especially when it came to like marketing and being on camera and talking to people and lending my brain to people and people trusting my brain with their money, you know, like it was a lot of things that came up for me that I didn't realize um, were there. Um, but then, I, you know, I just, I, I learned to just say, okay, well, like not being okay is okay, right? These insecurities are real. You, if you just keep sweeping them under the rug, they're just gonna be there and manifest at a different time. So I just like started tackling them one by one and then like choosing if I was going to, um, like choosing how I was gonna engage with that insecurity, right? So a lot of times I'll just like write it down, fold it up on a piece of paper, put it up in the closet, stuff like that, kind of to get it out of my body. Um, but yeah, that, that was probably the biggest thing that came up for me in terms of what I learned about myself. Oh, wow. So how have you kind of been navigating and trying to overcome those things? Um, just like, like I said, I think it's just, it's just a lot of like choosing where I allow my mind to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Just like really being very conscious of like, yes, it's okay to acknowledge that this is a thing, but not allowing myself to go down the rabbit hole. Like, you know, like stay there, but don't go down the rabbit hole. Choose to turn around and walk into the light. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's just, it's just like, it's an ongoing battle. I'm not going to lie. Like it's an ongoing battle, but it, it turned, you know, it just, it was like, my emotions are not stronger than my desire for greatness. That is just how, what I have to say to myself all the time, um, to try, try to navigate through that. Well, I love that you use the word um, choices because I remind the Royal tribe all the time that we, every single day, we have choices. Our life is built up on choices. We choose our mindsets. We choose the things that we decide to put our energy into and the, the negativity or the positivity that we allow into our lives. And so I love when people use the word choice um, because it's just a reminder that everything is an option. Absolutely. It took me a long time to get there. But yeah, I love I love actually everything that you just said, (laughs) because it's it is very accurate. Like you said, everything in life is a choice, but it takes a minute to get to that point where you are ready to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. So I'm over here and I'm checking out your website. I'm on the She Building Her site. And I noticed that not only do you provide consultations and you have one on one sessions, um, but you also have products. You sell actual physical products also. So can you tell us a little bit mainly specifically about your prosperity box? This is literally blowing me away. I'm a very (laughs) spiritual person. So to see spirituality kind of wrapped up and tied into finances, this is right up my alley, girl. (laughs) So, you know, what's interesting is, um, 
so that was actually one of my insecurities like I knew that you know I always say financial wellness is a form of self-care right like it is literally a form of um, mental health self-care the whole thing right so I am very spiritual when it comes to my relationship with money but expressing that verbally to people sometimes it sounds a little like what you know so when I tell people about like you know my stones like oh you know like I have stones that promote prosperity or abundance you know about affirmations about um you know like uh just different energies about cleansing your energy about you know, like my mask that's in the prosperity box, it says collecting assets. I'm very intentional about even the words that I display on my body or that I take into my psyche, you know, like just all of it matters. Like it's, it's all a part of you as a being. And the longer you try to separate money and finances from your spirit, from your spirituality, from, you you know, all your mental health, like it is counterproductive because it's all a part of you as a being. And so if you could kind of marry them, then it'll be a lot easier to navigate your journey to prosperity because everybody deserves abundance and prosperity. You know, you just have to figure out a way to kind of marry the marry the most authentic version of you. So the prosperity box basically comes with um, three different raw stones um, that promote, like I said, abundance and prosperity. The gold, um, the golden $100 note. So it's like a golden $100 bill, basically, um, that I keep inside of my wallet all the time to attract, you know, financial abundance and energy to me. Um, a, a prosperity candle that was hand poured by a woman that I get all my crystals and things like that from. It comes with a um, a beanie that says it's my season, a mask that says collecting assets. It comes with a journal so that you can, uh, you, like I said, journal these things out. It comes with, um, what else? It's a, it's a few, it's a lot of different things in there, but everything is just centered around um, monetary abundance and spirituality. And I see that there's like a common like color theme. I see lots of gold, lots of green. Yeah. Um, these two colors are definitely colors that attract and bring wealth and prosperity. Um, I think the crystals are citrine, pyrite, and green aventurine, if I'm if uh, I'm missing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. If I'm looking at them, yes, girl, I know my stones and I definitely know my prosperity stones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So this this box is absolutely phenomenal. What made you decide to just put all of your spiritual prosperity like in a little box and wrap it up and gift it for people? This is such a creative and like very, very just holistically abundant idea. I love this. Thank you. Um, So I think it came from building my community online with, so we, I call my, I call the ladies we're the prosperity tribe, right? Like the Royal tribe, we're the prosperity tribe. Um, and I think it just came from building a, like that community with them. I just try to be really transparent. So if people are asking me like, you know, like, well, how do you, how do you center yourself? How do you stay um, consistent with your budgeting? How do you do this? How do you do that? And I'm like, I'm giving them the information, but in reality, you know, when I'm working on a big project that is to produce like a monetary reward, I bring my pyrite out and I sit it right on my desk and I look at it, right? While I'm working, I sit it on top of, you know, my, my, um, 
my rough drafts. I, you know, like I put these things in my line of sight all the time. And so when I'm talking to women and they're asking me, I don't want to just give them the the book stuff that I do because I do that but there's a whole other element of the things that I do and to just be transparent it's like hey this is what I do this is how this is what I use this is active in my life this is a part of everything that I do so here it is you know like if you'd like to try it here it is you know what I mean so I just made like a miniature version of everything that I actually use in my life and just you know put it together like that Okay, so now let's dive into the the big thing. If people want to work with you, if they want like one-on-one with you, if they want like how can people book you? What are what is what does it look like to actually um, have one-on-one time with you star to kind of get my finances together? How can we reach you? Do we have to go through a a form? What's the tea? Okay, so it looks a couple of different ways. So everything, first of all, is on my website, which is www.shebuildingher.com. But um, I guess like the three avenues that usually that that um, are, I guess, my most popular, I guess you can say, um, would be like a prosperity call. So that's like a one hour call because a lot of women believe it or not they just need like we all have discernment right we have discernment like we take care of full-on lives and other people's lives and everything so we do know you know a lot of time what's best for us but you kind of need someone to to confirm what you think right Mm -hmm. so i have a prosperity call um that's an hour that you can book and it's basically like an hour of you unloading any question that you have about your finances, your personal finances, um, investing, budgeting, saving, how to pay back debt, where should you start, what should you do in retirement, I want to start building wealth for my kids, what should I do, like, people have all, you know, even about, like, okay, me, how do I get me and my husband on a budget, like, all, what tools do I use, like, they just kind of unpack all this, um, these questions, so I'm just there, you fire away, as many questions you can get out in that hour, I'm down to answer, anything that you ask me, I'm down to answer. And so a lot of people will book those calls to, um, you know, just kind of get some guidance, but then it usually leads to um, a budgeting session, right? Because budgeting is simple, but sometimes it really takes a, a fresh pair of eyes, I guess you can say, a unbiased, you know, unbiased perspective to help you really carve out that budget, especially if you have financial goals that you're trying to reach, right? I'm trying to buy a house. I'm trying to buy investment property. I'm trying to send my kids to college. I'm trying to pay for a wedding. I'm trying, you know, like people have these financial goals. And so they, it usually leads to a budgeting session, which is a one-on-one two hour and 30 minute session on Zoom, where we create a zero-based budget, like from A to Z and just really map you out for six months. and we just kind of get all that stuff together and we we construct the budget um, according to who you are currently. And then we just make it a little more strict as you go along um, toward that financial goal. Because, you know, trying to get a person who eats steak every day to go vegan just doesn't work. So you have to create <laughs> the budget, you know, you have to create a budget around people's current financial behaviors. And so that's what we do there. And then the other thing is, um, uh, usually like one of my investment groups. So I have an investment group called PSIG, which is a, 
um, women, a, pri- a women's private stock investment group, PSEG. And um, I do it twice a year and I walk you through A to Z on stock market investing. So how to open your account. What are all these buttons and whistles and lines and this and that inside of your account? How to look for a stock, how to know if it's a good stock or a bad stock, how to look on websites, how to find out what's about to come available. How do you know if it's a good price? How do you know when to buy it, sell it, hold it? Like all, you know, how to balance out your stock market investments so that you're not, you know, you're not exposing yourself to too much risk. It's just like a whole thing. And so usually, it's the prosperity call and then it'll lead to the budgeting and then usually the budgeting session also leads into the the investment group because a lot of people are trying to budget you know to invest right so um i am going to stop right now and stop talking to star and talk to all of the royal tribe that's listening right now and i'm going to tell you i have watched her testimonials that are on her website for beautiful black women who are praising all of her skill um based off of this interview right now you guys can tell that star is a she's a sister okay it's going to be very easy for you to have a conversation and talk to her what i don't want you to do when you book your call with star because i know that you're going to okay i i feel you i don't want you guys to go into this conversation feeling like there's anything to hide be open allow yourself to be open and to be vulnerable because that's the only way that star is genuinely going to be able to help you be truthful about what your finances is don't be sitting up trying to put 10 on 100 or 100 on 10 however the saying goes Get funky fresh with star because she's going to get your coins together watch her testimonials if you don't believe me but you i'm gonna book my call i'm gonna book my call and i want y'all sister to book yours too Somebody was trying to call me. Okay. <laughs> um, so start now that we've got it all figured out and set up on how people can actually get in touch with you and how they can, um, what the process is that they go through to book you. Let us know. Do you have anything coming up that you or Do you do um, like Instagram lives or any courses or freebies? Or do you have a um, email that people should be signed up for your newsletter? How can they keep up with you? Where can we find you on social media? Um, so we can keep getting these, these gems. First of all, I really appreciate that introduction. And I just want to note that it's so funny that you just said about being transparent, because in my initial email to people, I always say basically like we're about to get naked with each other. Like, you know, like we, you know, we we are going to have a closer relationship than you probably have had with most of your partners, because if you think about how many people you've been intimate with versus how many people you've let inside of your bank account it's just, you know, there's a clear contrast. So you're right. I like you that. Know, C-star, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sister, sister, you know how to talk to the sisters. Girl. <laughs> uh, but um, yes, yeah, so I do. I have my PCIC group coming up. It starts in March. So that just, I just released that actually this morning. Um, and I only do it twice a year. I do it in March and I do it again in October. Um, and so that is like what I'm the big thing that I'm gearing up toward. If you're looking for just like, um, you know, just stuff to get started. I have over a hundred Instagram TV videos on everything, budgeting, saving, how to make the best of COVID, how to 
talk to creditors during COVID, how to talk to banks to get fees reversed about how, you know, basic stock market investment terms or things to think about. Like I have over a hundred Instagram TV videos. So I'm, I'm she building her underscore CA on Instagram. I'm she building her on Facebook, uh, Pinterest, YouTube, and Twitter. So uh, you can connect with me there on any of those, but I'm most active on um, on Instagram by far. Like I'm by far more active on Instagram. Um, yeah, and in terms of, like I said, uh, I go live. I try to go live at least three times a week um, just to keep, you know, to keep people engaged. I, I find that uh, consistency is, is a very tough thing in terms of money and when people are getting started. So I go live pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, that's about it. The, the the private stock investment group, you can find it at the link in my bio on Instagram, or you can go to my website under work with me and it's called Peace Dig. Um, did, I, did I miss anything? I know you, did I miss anything? Um, no, no, you, that was everything. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so those are all the ways that you guys can keep up with Star um, so that you could be a part of the She Building Her community. Um, and Star, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, for allowing us to um, get, to kind of pick apart your brain and to educate us. We really appreciate it over here at the at the Royal Tribe. Thank you. I, I really appreciate um I really appreciate you for having me, honestly. Like, it's, it's so interesting how social media can can connect people that would otherwise have not had access to one another. So I appreciate you. I hope that I can get you on Instagram Live wh- um, whenever this episode airs so we can just really, um, you know, just shine light and show everyone, like, what an amazing platform you have. Thank you. Thank you. We definitely will. We'll be keeping in touch because I, I like to network and I like to not just build with my community one time, um, but to keep it ongoing. So any if I have ideas or people bring things to me and I think that you'll be a good fit for it, um, I'll definitely be sending you an email and saying, hey, Star, would this be something that you're interested in doing? <laughs> Absolutely. I look forward to it. I, like you said, when the world opens back up, <laughs> you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to uh, connect. But for now, virtually, I'm looking forward to it. One thing I know for sure is I don't even have to check and ask if you guys enjoyed that interview because Star was dropping so many motherfucking gems. There's no way that you did not enjoy that conversation. So you're welcome, Royal Tribe. Am I not always looking out for my sisters? I got you. So aside from that conversation, I also wanted to let you guys know who the winner for the Queen X self-care giveaway is. So since I know that you guys are all following me on Instagram, I know that you guys are well aware that we've been doing a giveaway for the last two weeks. In this giveaway, you are going to win not just a Queen X I Am Woman Reflection Journal. You also have a candle coming from the Mind Vibe Co. You also have healing herbs that you can smoke as well as a healing cup tea from the healing Merkabas. You also are getting waist beads from my homegirl Rashonda over at Pieces of Candakes. Yes, you're getting that entire package. One person and one person only. And do you want to know who that person is? 
drum roll please if your name on instagram is aliki underscore reformation reformation aliki underscore reformation sis you is the winner this is your package hit me up on instagram at queen x pod with your address and i will send it in the mail asap congratulations sis for everyone else that entered the giveaway, thank you guys so much for participating. Don't give up. I have more and more and more giveaways coming, so don't give up. Your time is coming. I also wanted to let you guys know that in, if you are in the ICT area, Wichita, Kansas, this Saturday, March the 13th, my group with my homegirls, Danielle and Felicia, Bringing It Black, will be having our Black Market ICT event. We are completely sold out for vendor spots. We don't have not a one table left. And so I wanna thank each and every entrepreneur that believed in themselves enough and in their products enough to go ahead and book a vendor table. We so appreciate you. I look forward to the entire community coming out and supporting. We have vendors that are even coming from out of state to come and participate in little old Wichita because they know that our community is that popping. So I really, really appreciate you guys and I cannot wait to see everyone out on Saturday. So. This event is going to be happening at the center. Address is 1914 East 11th Street in Wichita, Kansas from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We will be at the center giving you guys all type of just black excellence and 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 bringing it black ourselves we have some products for you guys so we have tote bags that are going to be on sale as well as t-shirts that are going to be on sale with our logo bringing it black on it who doesn't want to be walking around with a grocery bag or beach bag or t-shirt that says bringing it black because are we not bringing it black have we not been doing this all 2020 all 2021 and gonna keep on doing it of course we are as usual, at the end of every episode, you know I like to remind you guys that if you are interested in purchasing a journal from Queen X, you can get them on Amazon, your Ash Free Thoughts journals, which are the blank page journals, as well as the I Am Woman Reflection journals, 100 pages of prompts and blank pages for you to empty and pour out your thoughts. Those are available on Amazon. Link, of course, is in the description. And per usual, keep up with Queen X Pod and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, and on Twitter at Queen X Pod. And please, guys, feel free to send me over questions and suggestions, things that you're wondering or curious about when it comes to the divine feminine as well as the divine masculine. You can always hit me up in my inbox on any of those platforms, except Clubhouse because they don't have one. Or go on ahead and slide me an email. My email address is hello at queenx.co. Yes, that is .co and not .com. Please send me an email. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Share it with a homegirl. Who gonna share it with a homegirl? Who gonna share it with a homeboy? Who gonna share it with a homegirl? And I will holla at you guys later. Peace.